This is a paid program, and the views and opinions expressed in this show are those of the hosts and their guests and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of Castle & Cook Mortgage or 1690 AM. Castle & Cook Mortgage, LLC, NMLS ID number 1251. Joe Massey, NMLS ID number 7538. Catherine Gutierrez, NMLS ID number 1570680. Equal housing lender regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Call for additional cost information. Program qualifications and offerings are subject to change at any time. Not all who apply will qualify. Other restrictions may apply. You have tuned in with Joe Massey and Catherine Gutierrez on the Mile High Mortgage and Real Estate Report on 1690 AM, the show that discusses up-to-date mortgage and real estate topics and trends that will educate you on the purchase or refinance of your next home. Have a question? Call Castle & Cook Mortgage at 303-809-7769. This is the Mile High Mortgage and Real Estate Report with Joe Massey and Catherine Gutierrez. Good morning, Denver, and welcome to the Mile High Mortgage and Real Estate Report, brought to you by Castle & Cook Mortgage, providing nationwide, world-class customer service right here in the Mile High City. I'm Joe Massey, along with my co-host, Catherine Gutierrez, providing you with more than 20 years combined experience in mortgage lending. We are here to share inside knowledge and experience of the home buying and refinance process, and we have a fantastic guest in the studio this morning, Chadwick Williams with West and Main Homes. Chadwick, good morning. Good morning, Catherine Joe. Thank you for having me. Yeah, Absolutely. we're so happy you're here, man. Uh, Catherine, good morning. How are you today? Doing really well. Best Saturday so far. Yeah. So tell me what we've got on tap for our show today. Yeah, today we're going to be co- going over um, like different obstacles um, sellers and some buyers have going through the real estate transactions when they buy and sell property. And Chad, with his handful of years of experience, property management, real estate agent, advisor, um, he's going to give us his um, tips and tricks and kind of things to look for um, before, during during after when you are um, purchasing a home for the first or fifth time. And then also I'm going to be um, reviewing three open houses that we have going on this weekend. So t- stay tuned um, till the end of the show. It is going to be open house season, isn't it? We're starting to see a Absolutely. lot more of those. More and more uh, people want to chime in and have us feature their open houses, which we're more than happy to. You're listening to the Mile High Mortgage and Real Estate Report on AM 1690, brought to you by Castle and Cook Mortgage, KDMT. For questions, please call 303 303- 809-7769. All right. Again, this morning, we're very excited to have Chadwick Williams with Weston Main Homes here in the studio. Chadwick can be reached at 720-666-9805 if you have any questions or want to chat with him about buying or selling a property. As a reminder, Castle & Cook Mortgage and Weston Main Homes are not affiliated entities. Listeners are not required to use either participant to work with the other. Chadwick, good morning. Thanks so much good for joining morning. us. Thank you very much. Pleasure to be here. Yeah. Now, I know we've had you on the show before, but for our first-time listeners, tell them a little bit about yourself, your background in real estate. Yeah. So my background, actually, prior to real estate, I was an educator for of 17 years in bilingual education. Once an educator, always an educator. Uh, I consider myself actually still an educator, although I'm in real estate, I'm just teaching different content. Mm -hmm. I actually tell my clients I'm a coach helping them reach their financial dreams. Yeah, I think that's so true because a lot of folks, whether it's my first time or fifth time or 10th time buying a home, things might be different. I might need a little help, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So tell me a little bit about some of the things that you like to give to your buyers as tips. What would be a, a number one tip that you would give out? Well, the question I ask is, what is their long-term goal? Yeah. And most buyers, whether they know it or not, are wanting to grow wealth, whether mm-hmm. it's their first home or their second home. Uh, I always ask uh, buyers if their grandparents um, would have benefited from a, an additional investment property, additional income of $1,000 a month, rental income. Of course, all of them are going to nod and say yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it, ultimately... 
people are looking to build wealth, 401k plans, para-retirement programs are not going to suffice when we get into the retirement age. Uh, supplemental retirement programs such as real estate is an excellent way of engaging um, in a good financial opportunity. Yeah, and I think that's true for A, buying an investment property, but B, just buying a home, living in it, letting it increase in value, paying down the mortgage. That can be a great path to real estate wealth or just wealth in general. If I can get that home paid off in 15, 20, 30 years, maybe it will decrease my expenses I need in retirement, absolutely, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Instead of paying rent, you're paying it to your um, own, own home. Mm-hmm. And I always ask for my first time home buyers, how does it feel to own your own home? And it, they always tell me it feels great because the money that they're paying that's going into their own investment and not to somebody else. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, give us a little bit of your background as far as property management. I know that's something you specialize in as well. Absolutely. So um, I specialize also in property management, um, helping investors uh, also locate uh, investment properties, providing them the statistics for their cap rate, uh, annual cap rate. Uh, which is their annual rate of return, mm-hmm. um, but also finding properties and telling and knowing how much it's going to approximately rent for. Mm-hmm. So just because the property may be priced well, it may not be a highly rentable property due to location condition. Um, in addition to that, we have a, a long supply of vendors that we um, offer at a very fair price, uh, people that are known and trusted uh, that can go in and do um renovations from turning the place from from new carpet and paint to complete remodel mm-hmm. uh, it's full management so it's basically our investors turn over the keys to us and we take it over wow so if i want to buy a property let's just say i'm an investor i can work with you to a find the property b make sure it's a good deal make sure we're going to rent it and i'm going to cash flow or make money on it C, I close on it, uh, get a mortgage from Catherine here at Castle & Cook Mortgage. Yes. You're welcome. Right? And then uh, then D, as after I close, I just hand you the keys and you're going to handle everything else, right? Absolutely. You handle the tenant placement, you renovate the property. From tenant placement, from turning it, from marketing, our marketing is very uh, aggressive. Um, our turnaround time on marketing, is we're actually very proud of that. Mm-hmm. Our investors have given us feedback to um, then releasing the property. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of my favorite things that you guys do that, that I repeat to a lot of my investors that I work with is professional photos, right? You get the property renovated, you take those professional photos, and then next time I want to lease the property out a year later, two years later, three years later, I can reuse those photos. I don't have to take pictures every single time, right? That's a really good point, Joe. Uh, investing in professional photography is so important. Nowadays, everything presence online, your image online is everything because we're in an era of online presence. But we also have a clause in our in our leases that 60 days before the lease expires, we have the right to begin showing the property. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't take pictures of a property that has your tenants stuff in there. Right. So having those pre- those uh, professional photos, we had that snapshot in time, what that looked like, that property looked like without furniture. Right, right. It was beautiful the day after it got renovated before someone moved in and started living <laughs> in it, right? Exactly. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. Now, let's jump into our first topic here and talk a little bit about common obstacles for sellers. Um, First question, would you say this is a buyer's market or a seller's market right now? It's teetering. I would say it's teetering. I, I, I think it is isolated on location. I think it's isolated if the price and condition of the property match. So 
uh, if it is if the price and condition and location all line up, I think there's still um, a seller's market. Mm-hmm. But if the price, if it's overpriced, the condition doesn't match the price, if it's not in the best location, buyers are going to be very picky, as they should be. So what I'm hearing there is if it's a buyer's or seller's market, the seller can play a little bit of, of uh, have a little bit of uh, control over that, right? If I price my property too high, it might give all the buyers all the power. Now, do you see differences in price ranges, right? At a $200,000 home versus a $700,000 home, more or less activity, buyers or sellers in either of those ranges? Uh, Absolutely. So I see a tipping point in inventory right around the $380,000, price point. Okay. A huge tipping point in um, the number of properties, but also the uh, condition of properties in desired locations. Okay. And Catherine, we see that a lot when we have folks that'll call us, they want to buy a two hundred and fifty to $300,000 home. I mean, those guys are experiencing multiple offers, lots of challenges, right? Yeah. Especially if it's a single family home at that price range, it's like, where are you? And you have to jump on it, multiple offer scenario. Um, So that's when um, we don't advise, of course, we let the real estate agent advise, but they end up buying, you know, a townhome condo, something more um, bang for their buck. Again, everyone would love a single family home, but if it's within that price range, that's a little bit more difficult take it how it is or, you know, just wait for something better. We're actually seeing what we call a dual market. So mm-hmm. price points below 400000 there's still a lot of, of a seller's market. Uh, prices above 500000 we're seeing price reductions, concessions, mm-hmm. uh, more of a buyer's market. Uh, it's so, and, and also, again, it's, it's, it's unique to location. Sure. So totally. it takes someone that really understands the different locations and that that finesse with price to coach our buyers and sellers. Yeah. Yeah. I see the same thing. And Catherine, I'm going to throw this back mm-hmm. to you again. Somebody that we're, we're working with some folks right now, six, $700,000. There's not a mm-hmm. thousand properties out there to look at, but they're usually getting under contract pretty easily, right? Yeah, definitely. Like we do deal with um, people who have that price range and finding that home because there's not that many, not a lot of people are looking at that price range. So it's not as competitive as again, the 250, 325 single family home range. So it's like good for them. Absolutely. But you know, it's always going to be competitive as the season goes on to spring, summertime. Absolutely. You know, knowing that depending on the price range, it could be a buyer's market, could be a seller's market. Let's talk about some common obstacles for sellers. Um, What would you say a buyer going in and offering $30,000 above the list price, $300,000 listing. I'm super serious. I really want to buy it. I'm going to offer three thirty. dollars uh, If I'm a seller, I should love this, right? You know, I always coach my sellers about this, mm-hmm. the reality, uh, because at the, you have to have the end in mind. You want this deal to come to fruition. The risk in that is that it may not appraise. Mm-hmm. We had about four months of the market kind of flat, flatlining, so to speak, and it's picked up again as of January, February. We need about six months of strong comps for it to appraise. Yeah. And we're now about two, three months into the market picking up again. So really going too far above uh, listing price, if it's if it's been, you know, if, if your agents use the cost market analysis and going too far above that, it's really risking it not appraising. Yeah. 
it not appraising, then comes the question: Who's going to make the concession? Right. Is the uh, listing is the is the seller going to say, okay, I'll I'll I'll, I'll meet you halfway, or is the buyer going to say, okay, I'm out, I'm not going to pay thirty thousand yeah. dollars above right. asking price? So really, price is a very sensitive issue right now because um, we've had a fluctuating market. Yeah, and we see that. You know, Catherine, you and I see that where folks, oh, I'm going to offer twenty thousand dollars above the list price, and we always ask. Okay, are you comfortable are, paying more yes. than what the property might be worth? Like, hey, just let you know, like if there's not a clause in the contract, you're going to have to divvy up that amount if it doesn't appraise for that value. Because a lot of people don't realize we're not going to lend more than the property's worth, exactly. right? A lot of people are like, oh, I'll offer $50,000 more and just get a bigger loan. I'm like, no, 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 no. no. Uh, we're <laughs> only going to lend based on what the pr- true value of the property is. And, you know, we often hope that the property is going to appraise at that list price or at that contract price, but sometimes it doesn't. You know, and I think buyers and sellers need to be prepared for that. So I always advise my sellers to be realistic with the price, to have a smooth transaction or the higher chances for it to come to fruition, to really have accept offers that are uh, priced um, close to appraisal, unless there's some sort of clause in there that they're waiving appraisal if they're, that they're going to pay above appraisal yeah it's just it's too risky to say hey this home's you know the market says 300 but we got somebody that wants to pay 330 but they're only got five thousand dollars in the bank well they probably can't actually pay 330 you know right. and so you're going to be back on the market 30 days later and just have additional problems absolutely so it turns into a downward tailspin right once it falls out of contract then the property starts to look funny because then people are like, okay, what's why wrong? is what's wrong with it? Why mm-hmm. is it back on market? And I tell my sellers that once you go back on market, it does not look good. It does not help you sell your property. Right. There's a two week threshold, two week window. <laughs> yeah. And once you go into contract in that two week window, that's great. But after that, the days on market are have a higher chance of increasing and the number of showings um, exponentially start to decrease. That's right. That's right. That's so, why it's always good to have a good team, a real estate agent to advise you, then a lender to kind of maybe hit that reality check button and say, hey, are you sure you want to make this move? Mm-hmm. So then you can make the, I mean, if they choose to, that's their choice, but at least get the right yeah. knowledge to yeah. make the right move. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Now, what about somebody that says, hey, you know what? I'm in that $300,000 price range. I'm a seller. I'm $300,000 price range. The market is killing it. Everything's going under contract in 10 minutes. Uh, I don't need you, Chadwick. I'm just going to sell my home as for sale by owner. I don't have to have a real estate agent, right? Well, it depends if they're in an agreement. But let's assume I'm just a regular homeowner. That's in an agreement? No, just a regular... Well, it's funny because I, I hear, I'm hear i hearing this story of actually a lot of people thinking, okay, I'm going to do a for sale by owner. Yeah. Well, my question that I ask is, if you were to go, buy, if you were a buyer and you were to buy a, a new or a used car, how much would you expect to pay on Craigslist for sale by owner? And how much would you expect to pay from a car dealership? Do you think you're going to get a bigger deal from a for sale by owner purchasing a property at a lesser value, or do you expect to pay more at a dealership? Well, people are going to say you're going to expect to pay more at a dealership. Mm-hmm. Well, it's the same thing. It's synonymous with um, having an agent represent you. People are going to expect to pay more. Then there's all the hurdles, termination deadlines that need to be helped be guided through to make sure that the inspection goes through correctly. So there's a lot of a guidance and coaching that agents provide um, clients that clients, instead of doing that on their own, they would be standing alone 
dealing with that. Yeah. So inadvertently, by using an agent, you can actually get more money because people are expecting to pay more. And it comes down to marketing. Right. Agents do the great marketing. And for sale by owners doesn't typically use the best marketing strategies. Yeah, they usually have it listed on Craigslist, stick a sign in the yard, and that's kind of Self-made photos. Yeah, Yeah, and it's nothing wrong. If you want to try selling your home on your own, that's fine. But I personally think there's a lot of value in having a professional represent you. Just like going to court, right? I can Mm -hmm. go represent myself in court. Probably not the smartest thing. I should maybe hire Frank Azar or somebody to represent me, make sure that I know what I'm doing, right? Um, I think it's the same way in, in real estate. You should always have that professional representation. Well, and you know, it's like the, the team. I have a team that I work with who I know and I trust and uh, a great inspector uh, who, who goes in and, and really can, can fine tooth, look for things. But then I also have a list, a set of vendors. If there's something that's wrong, we can go in and find a solution, find a way to fix it. Um, I think that's a lot of added value instead of, I don't know how to handle and fix the solution. Yep. I think you're exactly right. You're listening to the Mile High Mortgage and Real Estate Report on AM 1690 KDMT brought to you by Castle and Cook Mortgage. For any questions about permanent financing for real estate, please call 303-809-7769. All right. Again, here in the studio this morning, we've got Chadwick Williams from Weston, Maine Real Estate. Uh, Chadwick is a terrific agent, does uh, buying, selling, property management. Chadwick, if any of our listeners want to get in touch with you, what's the best phone number we could reach you at? Yeah, that would be 720-666-9805. All right. Well, let's change gears a little bit. We've been talking about some of the obstacles that sellers might run into. What about buyers? What would you say is a common issue that buyers run into? That's a good question. <laughs> so many. <laughs> so like many. So many random. Uh, I think buyers, the, the biggest issue is really, for example, knowing where they're going to location. Okay. Um, I think I, I've had a lot of clients that are really excited about a location and they realize that it's just too, it's just not affordable. It's just overpriced mm-hmm. some areas. And then finding the right property at the right price point at the right condition. Mm-hmm. So um, I've had a number of buyers that I've helped close on their homes in the 300s, okay. single family homes, um, which is a well sought after price for a single family residence. Yeah. And uh, to find that home hasn't been exactly in their desired, most desirable location. Right. But it was a good investment. And it's coaching them, hey, this isn't, it's not downtown Denver. It's not Rhino. But it could be in the surrounding area that um, in the long term could become an investment property that you can add to your, your portfolio. And that's, that's, that's something that I always ask them, how is this going to perform in the long term, five, 10 years down the road? Yeah, I think that's such a great point, buying that first property and keeping it as a rental. Catherine, we see a lot of people do that, don't we? Yeah, definitely. We always try to like confirm with the real estate agent. It's not going to be your, fr- it doesn't have to be your forever home, this first purchase. So listen to your real estate agent, get the right tools about what this property is about. But then, you know, after a little bit, you got your family's growing or you want to do move. You can because now you have that equity in the current place to move forward with. Yeah, I think it's a great solution that a lot of people use to buy that first property, live in it two, three, five, seven years, save up a down payment, move out, take that old property and rent it out. If you've been keeping that home for a number of years, that payment is probably really low compared to the value of the home. Rents have probably gone up over that five or seven years you've owned it. You can probably cash flow on that home. You don't have to make any additional improvements to it. And you just use that savings you've built up to go buy the next place. It's a great way to, to get your first rental property. Would you agree? 
Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, one other uh, issue with 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 buyers that they face, and then I've also noticed is the inspection. Yeah. I have a really good inspector who has a lot of knowledge uh, and a lot of experience that can really point out all the issues with a home. Because mm-hmm. I want my buyers to walk in with their eyes wide open. That's right. I don't consider myself. I'm not a licensed inspector, but from my property manage experience, the first thing I notice are the blemishes. Sure. Um, it's so I, I try to advise my clients. I'm going to be critical of the property because you're paying me to do this. You're paying me to protect your investment. There's that. But then the second question is how much is it going to cost to fix the issues? Right. Who, 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 what vendors are there available that can help you fix those issues? And we have vendors that, um, at a fair price can solve some of those problems. Yeah. And that's an important thing. I mean, Catherine, we talk about it a lot, right? We'll see somebody, they've saved up $20,000 to put down on the home and they want to put all $20,000 down. I don't always recommend that. right? Yeah. We always kind of discussed with them like, Hey, if you find this turnkey property, Sure, put down um, 20, um, 20 grand or 20%, whatever they want to do. Or, hey, does this need new carpet or a new furnace or something? Then you could like adjust your down payment to, to the property that you found that's ideal, but may, might need a little love. So we kind of just throw that option out there. You don't have to put down all your savings if you don't need to. Yeah. So you probably want to keep a little bit back, yeah. right? You need to get a U-Haul. You need to get some boxes. You might need, need a new couch. Like new there's couch, so many things right? you don't want to clean yourself out. You want to, we want to make sure you're comfortable. So again, that's something we discuss with all of our clients. We don't want them to move in and then just be in such a stress ball. Right. The refrigerator breaks and we don't have any cash to buy a new one. Right. Yeah. So when I walk into a property that, you know, is, has some fixer upper issues. The first question I ask my client is, what is it going to take to raise this property to your standards? How much is it going to cost? Well, we have to replace the furnace. We might have to replace a bathroom because it's kind of dated. Paint. Uh, Carpets may be fine. They've got maybe there's some stainless steel. It's kind of a half flip. So maybe we're talking about 30, 35,000. So it's a $350,000 home. So then I say to them, then actually, what is the real cost of this property? It's 385,000 is the real cost of this property to raise it to your standards. That's right. And is it worth 385? And is Mm -hmm. it worth 385? Absolutely. Do you have the extra $35,000 laying around? Exactly. Right? Because you might not necessarily be able to finance that depending on your situation. Or patience. Yeah. Or or do you have the patience, (laughs) right? Yes. I just renovated a home and I can tell you, Mm -hmm. it does not happen overnight. Great experience. My guys were fantastic. Had a great architect, great contractor, but it does not happen like in 30 minutes like it does on TV. No. It takes a little longer. Lots of dust. That's right. That's right. Chadwick, (laughs) if anybody out there wants to get in touch with you to learn more about buying a home, selling a home, just looking at properties with you, um, what would be the best way we can get in touch with you? Absolutely. A cell number is 720-666-9805. You're listening to the Mile High Mortgage and Real Estate Report on AM 1690. KDMT brought to you by Castle and Cook Mortgage. For questions, please call 303-809-7769. Now, Catherine, I think we've got several great open houses this weekend. Tell us about the first one. Yeah, the first one we have is brought to us by Scott Jensen with Open Door Real Estate. His number is 720-352-7704. This property is in Thornton. The address is 13361 Elizabeth Court. 
It's priced at four four hundred and nineteen thousand four bedroom three bath. It's about three hundred and three hundred three thousand three thousand. <laughs> it's a closet. Yeah. Um, three thousand three hundred square feet. It's um the neighborhood is great, quiet neighborhood. Has a pool in the neighborhood, and it's walking distance from parks and a great lake. Um, the property has a new roof, um, spacious layout on the inside, and the open house is happening right now until one p.m. eleven to one. So contact Scott if you do have questions about the property. If it's after after the open house 720-352-7704. I saw the pictures of that property. Really just a yeah, terrific property. Definitely really get out there and check that out. Our next one is brought to us by Alex Saldana from Your Castle Real Estate. 720-619-6149 is Alex's phone number. The property is 8335 Elati Street in Denver. It's listed for 300000 It's a ranch-style home, three-bed, two-bath, well-maintained by the owner. Um, you can really walk into some great equity and renovate this property to your liking. Exactly what we were just speaking about with, uh, with Chadwick. Um, they're going to actually be teaching a Denver real estate market update, and they do have a drawing for a $50 gift card to Home Depot if you stop by that open house. Being held open today from 11 to 2, so opened up about 20 minutes ago. Going to be going until 2 o'clock this afternoon, and I think we've got a third one, right? Yeah, one last open house of the weekend brought to us by Angel Johnson with Your Castle Realty. Her number is 720-273-0972. It's a great little um, apartment condo in Cap Hill. It's The address is 1233 North Ogden Street apartment 102 it's um, just dropped in price it's 289,000 and the open house is happening tomorrow Sunday 12 to 3 so if you're looking for a cute two bedroom one bath little condo in Cap Hill reach out to Angel Johnson 720-273-0972 all right guys thank you so much for joining us today Chadwick really terrific information one last time anybody wants to reach out to you best phone number we could reach you at you bet 720-666-9805 fantastic Fantastic. Folks, make sure you stop by those open houses. If you have any questions about buying a home or refinancing your current mortgage, please feel free to call us anytime here at Castle and Cook Mortgage. You can reach us at 303-809-7769. Chadwick, always great to see you. Thanks for joining Pleasure. us. Pleasure. Thank you, Joe. Absolutely. All right. Thank you for tuning into the Mile High Mortgage and Real Estate Report on AM 1690 with Joe Massey and Catherine Gutierrez. Have a great weekend. We'll see you at the open house and we'll see you next Saturday at 11 a.m. This is a paid program and the views and opinions expressed in this show are those of the hosts and their guests and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of Castle and Cook Mortgage or 1690 AM. Castle and Cook Mortgage LLC, NMLS ID number 1251. Joe Massey, NMLS ID number 7538. Catherine Gutierrez, NMLS ID number 1570680. Equal housing lender regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Call for additional cost information. Program qualifications and offerings are subject to change at any time. Not all who apply will qualify. Other restrictions may apply. You have tuned in with Joe Massey and Catherine Gutierrez on the Mile High Mortgage and Real Estate Report on 1690 AM, the show that discusses up-to-date mortgage and real estate topics and trends that will educate you on the purchase or refinance of your next home. Have a question? Call Castle & Cook Mortgage at 303-809-7769. This is the Mile High Mortgage and Real Estate Report with Joe Massey and Catherine Gutierrez.